Happy New Year. Please note, this podcast still contains offensive language. Sometimes listener discretion is advised. If you're looking for a podcast that just counts numbers starting at one for over an hour. I feel like there's a place for that. A podcast that's ads every five minutes, five minutes, like most podcasts these days. Am I right? <laughs> You're right. Let me just talk about Lomi for a second. Anyway. <laughs> a podcast that's true crime all the time? I wish. Or a podcast, and I, bu- I build on yours, a podcast that repeats the numbers from Lost over and over in a robot voice? <laughs> you skipped me. <laughs> but first, have you heard about Pretty Litter? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. Man, don't you hate Otherwise. it when you're fit into anything but you need skims to be able to wear anything at all <laughs> but call now and use our promo code and save 25 percent on hello fresh oh. all right none of these are actually our sponsors <laughs> and if you're looking for that then this is not, not the podcast, podcast for, for you, you. that was awesome ass. here we are that's Haley. i'm sarah and this is rewind 2024 hit it I love how my round table is like, oh, let's talk about the countdown to Japan. Been there, done that. Like, came back. Yeah, thank God. But uh, went again. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, really. Well, you kind of are counting down again because you said you would want to go back. Yeah, that would be awesome. It was a wonderful trip. And uh, I think there needs to be more restaurants that have food on conveyor belts that just kind of go by you and make you just pick it up and eat it because <laughs> it's like yes i definitely eat with my eyes <laughs> oh yeah me too i would mm-hmm. love that i would love that i mean buffets are such <laughs> <Soup>. a <laughs> it's going too fast it's going too fast <laughs> <laughs> it's the most oh. <laughs> best clip ever Stop the conveyor belt. Uh, the soup just goes everywhere. <laughs> and my raccoon wounds. <laughs> anyway. What's up with you? Uh, we're moving. So Ooh, one of the most stressful things you can do in your life. I know. Let's start the year off right. I mean, we weren't even really looking, but it's just the construction's been a nightmare. And plus, it's a one-bedroom. Why are we slumming it? So we're moving to a fancy townhouse which is going to be so nice and yeah like so that's where our sort of focus is right now and like I'm just looking at all the holes in the wall that need to be filled and like how do you do that I don't know um gum Ooh, perfect I have got lots of that speaking of which so at the ministry Mm. when I so I'm I go in sometimes to work and I go in the other day and there I'm in this meeting room and it's a pretty big meeting room. And there's a sign that's been printed out. So someone's made it. And it says, please do not stick gum under the table or chairs. And I, like, asked someone. I'm like, Whoa, what kind of sign is that? And he's like, oh, look under the table. And it is absolutely covered in gum. Wow. Under my chair, under everyone's chair. And he goes, 
it's one person and they meaning like facilities people they know who it is but they won't tell anyone else who it is they want to like catch this person and i'm like well is it you because you know a lot about this gum like what's up anyway and it's not him and so i'm so curious but it's so gross some gate like gum everywhere ew what kind of animal what I, kind of person? Disgusting. In like, a public health division. Keep Kleenex in your pocket for these occasions and then dispose of it. Or it's not. Follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Or don't chew gum. It's not even good for you. Get Pick it. up smoking or something if you have a oral fixation. Totally. And then start on the Nicorette. Then it would be fine. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just, I was so grossed out. I'm like, oh, Ew. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'll keep you in the loop. <laughs> yeah. This is I want this person splattered across the six o'clock news. Totally. Shame. Public shaming. Cover them Definitely. in gum. I know. Wow. Anyway, so we're That's moving and there's stuff. gum. There's gum in a under oh. a table. Oh, oh, I am jagging on a song. You may have heard it. Probably Candle not. In Candle in the wind. Elton oh John. Elton John. Yeah. The live version, not princess diana but just like the live version where he's like mozart or whatever Mm. um i have listened to that song probably 20 times today easy i can't get enough of it i've obviously i've heard it before but yeah i just he's so good and you've seen him in concert right yeah yeah his final show in vegas did he sing that song he sang everything yeah did he sing the norma jean version or the princess die version the norma jean that's the good one. Yeah. Oh. I always like 10,000 candles in the wind from parks and recreation. <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm still watching. I still, I'm on season one. Okay. I'm starting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they, they definitely, <laughs> yeah, they, it's funny. I won't ruin it for you, but it's okay. um, when you get to it, you'll, you'll probably like, oh, no. <laughs> that's that, that, that's that thing Sarah talked about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elton John. I get what you mean though. Like sometimes like a song, even though you've heard it before, for some reason it just hits. And then it's like, I have to listen to this five times in a row. That yeah. was me like a few weeks ago for, I, I don't know who sings it. It's an older song from like the seventies dancing in the moonlight. Everybody yeah, yeah. Was I just like, this is a really nice, like fun song. And I just like listened to it on repeat. And I was like, add it to my playlist. Who sings that? Let's take a look. I think I have it on my playlist under my faves on Amazon Elton Music. John, how? How is that possible? <laughs> Elton John. What is that? Obviously, your favorite Elton John song, would you say? Do you have uh, others? I do have others. I mean, he's so talented. I really like. Um... Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, if I look at my Spotify right now, I think like I think that's possibly the only song I have by him. E. Elton. King Harvest sings "Dancing in the Moonlight." I couldn't tell you anything else that they've done. Elton no. John. My favorite song is "Leave On." Levon. I love Levon. That's my favorite song. And I was really glad he sang it live because it's not like one of his most popular songs. Um, yeah. I also love um, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm what still standing. Talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Tiny Dancer. Oh, yeah. You're right. Okay. Well, Benny like, and the Jets. Just, yeah. Let's oh, just Elton John podcast. Madame Tussauds. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, so, so good. good. Nice. Other than that, life is Not good. A heck of a, yeah, life is good. Life is good for you. Yeah, I am feeling hopeful for 2024. Um, now, not the 2023 was bad. Sure. I had some great trips. I got to go to Toronto for the first time and Japan. I'm very, I'm very aware that I'm very blessed, but I was very hard on myself in 2023. Like mentally, like I think part of it with the whole, the beauty of, of getting older and perimenopause, there's a lot of like the mental changes. I've been, I was feeling really blah, even though I had things to be excited for. I was really hard on myself about work. Uh, I just felt like I really failed and I wasn't doing enough. And now I'm just like, no, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm doing great. Like I'm embracing that. I'm like, I think it's okay to admit, I'm going to say it here first, everybody. I'm not interested in having a really fancy career. I don't, have a passion for the work I do. I just want to do good and that's it. I'd rather be energized by my life and my yes. future travels and my home and spending more time on keeping my house. Like maybe it's a little domestic of me or like the little housewife thing, but it's like, I really want to make sure I do a better job of the yard this year. And I really want to, especially if we think about moving, I want this place to be like clean and good and proud and like just, that's where I want to direct my energy and keeping the dogs uh, alive, keeping Brad alive, learning how to cook yourself. new things, like just living my life and just work is, I just want it to be drama free, stress free. And it is right now. I've, I've made obviously big changes through my jobs and I'm always looking for new stuff. As you know, I'm hoping for a couple of cool opportunities with uh, organized crime, but uh, <sighs> which I'm just going to use to like my advantage to like start a gang basically. Exactly. Um, I've, I mean, why wouldn't a Star Trek gang, Starfleet gang? Like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Walking down the street. No one wants to come up to us. Can I no. be in your gang? Of course. Can, can I be like my a number captain? one? Be my number one. <laughs> oh, yay. And by, by captain, I didn't mean like captain, like the head. I mean, like captain, like Sopranos. Like, yeah. as we just finished that. Speaking of um, gangs, I have put on season one of sons of anarchy to do a little bit of a rewatch. And I have not seen that show in a couple of years. And I was like mm-hmm. laughing. There's some really funny moments when like, you know, Gemma goes to jail because she smashed that girl in the head with the, the, uh, skateboard? With the skateboard. And when he clay gets back to the place, they're like, Oh, where's Gemma? Oh, she wants to stay the night. They're like, Oh man, she's pissed. And I was just like, she's so good in that show. Um, she is She's so good. Um, I wrote her a fan letter. I remember like halfway through the season, like handwritten. Yeah. She's so, so nice. cool. She's so cool. Yeah. What a complex character. What a bunch of characters. Am I right? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Just yeah. Such a good show. So I was like, Oh my God. Boom, boom. Anyway, speaking of good shows, Actually, speaking of good shows that have good stuff you can buy, let's give a quick shout out to fan sets. I hope everybody got the, all the stuff they wanted for the holidays, for Christmas um, from fan sets because they have cool new stuff all the time. And I'm sure there's even more stuff I haven't even seen that's coming out. I know they had some new lower deck stuff, some cool Delta pins. They have magnets now, Murph from Prodigy, and some cool Picard Admiral Delta pins uh, last time I checked, which is pretty rad. So 
if you haven't been to the website in a while or you haven't treated yourself and you got a little bit of extra money that Santa left you, get on over to uh, Fansets and pick out some stuff. Remember to use the Trek Geeks code at checkout to get 10% off your order. It's one word, all caps. Do it now, please. Fansets or pins have character. I have one line. I mess it up almost every time. <laughs> fansets or fans have character. You saw fans? <laughs> Thanks, fan set. Thanks um, for putting up with us. Absolutely. Um, I wrote this synopsis, didn't I? You did. Amazing. This episode, we watched Disaster. Did you watch it? I watched it yesterday. Fantastic. Are you ready to hear my synopsis? That's it. Yeah. Okay. I kept it pretty short and <laughs> simple and to the point. I appreciate it. It's Go. 20 pages, double-sided, single-spaced. Um, okay. Does it? Yeah. All right. So it starts off fantastic. We're in 10 Forward, my place of employment if I was stationed on the Enterprise. And Miles, my side piece, is listening to his <laughs> nagging wife complain about baby names while the real father, Riker, insists they name him William. Then Beverly teaches us all that she doesn't know the phrase no means no when she hounds poor LaForge in the cargo bay about doing some play or musical or something. And he is clearly not interested and she will not let up like a dog with a bone. Now, the other side story is Picard is doing what he loves most, hanging with kids. A tour as a reward for some excellence in science or something. And we all know that he just loves uh, hanging out with kids. He's just great with them. Real natural. Mm. Um, then we, oh, I closed it. No. There it is. All right. Uh, so that's where we got. we got. We got people in different places on the ship, obviously separated. We got 10 forward. We got cargo base. We've got Picard off doing his thing. Obviously, there's people on the bridge because the ship doesn't run itself. And disaster has struck. Everyone is thrown around. And the captain is in the turbo lift. And it's dropping, which is not fun. Uh, and the best part of all this, Troy. Remember Troy? She's on the bridge. And she is the senior ranking staff member and is therefore in command. This should be interesting. Okay. Picard is trapped in that turbo lift with the children without communication and they're crying and he's yelling at them, uh, which is pretty much the same course of action I would take in that scenario. Um, Chief O'Brien is trying to reach help from the bridge while Roe, who's on the bridge, trouble, is bursting through the doorway, kicking some ass. I love mm. her, but I know you're not the biggest fan. She's just like, ah. you know, it's because she was so, it's fine. I like her now, um, especially after Picard, but like, she's just so surly. Like, what's your problem? Yeah. I know. She's got and a she's chip on the shoulder. She's a bitch on Battlestar, like such a bitch. Oh, was Anyway, she? I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with being a bitch, but whatever. Yeah, um, yeah she was just like, <sighs> <sighs> intense. Yeah, a little intense. Um, now, Rogue, short for Rogue, is doing just that, going Rogue, taking over and finding energy supplies to get readings from engineering. And then she gives Troy that look. Oh, wait, I skipped a paragraph. Oh, my God. Has it been a while since we've recorded? Please. Yes. It's painful. Okay. Troy is now living my worst fucking nightmare, having to boss around people who are smarter and more experienced than myself. <laughs> no, thank you. Been there, done that. Don't want to do it again. Barf. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, 
Riker and Data are going to try and get to the bridge. Worf is in charge of the injured people in 10 Forward, and Jordy and Bev are now facing literal death by plasma fire. Okay, Rogue going Rogue, doing just that, taking over and finding energy supplies to get readings from engineering, and then she gives Troy that look. That look that screams, I think you're an idiot, and tells her that the ship is going to explode. Everyone is in different disaster scenarios. And uh, this uh, and Marissa, <laughs> what? Everyone's in their own disaster scenario, right? Because it's a disaster. Yes, I know. And Marissa, the girl that stuck with the captain, she's going to try and lead the kids to safety. Daddy, data, daddy, daddy, data, daddy, data shocks himself, and Doctor Crusher has to move furniture around. So yeah, that's where she's at. Anyway, um. There will be a sharp pain when I set the bone. You bore that well. There's so many things that Worf says that I just, it went dirty through my mind. And I was just like, I love this scene more than any of the other scenes. Um, meanwhile, all the other injured idiots are just like taking bandages off and like leaving the pregnant woman to have to tell them to put the bandages back on their face. Like that's like the part that, did you see that part where that person's just sitting there and Keiko just like puts their hand, like just like, she's got yeah, enough stress you that you can't even like help out by like putting that bat like that bandage where it belongs. Like, yeah, really just let her sit already. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so the captain starts to sing. Great. He's got a broken leg. He's just having a rough go. Roe is getting snippy with Troy constantly, who finally just like takes charge and decides not to separate the ship. And now Worf is feeling up Keiko and hoping the baby is going to be head first. And Jordy's um, over the top breathing is probably the highlight of the episode without a doubt. He's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was so good. It doesn't make you take a deeper breath, dude. It's just being dramatic. Maybe if you practiced over several months. Right? In the end, Troy stands up for herself, gets a message to engineering right in time for Riker and Data's head to save the day. Yay! There's no ship explosion. The captain and the kids escape the turbo lift and thankfully stop singing that goddamn French song, Frère Jaca. And now Worf is giving the example of how to be the best baby deliverer ever. This is the best TV uh, delivery ever, in my opinion. It's so funny. <laughs> Everyone's so good in that scene. How the hell does Worf know how to swaddle a newborn so well, though? I have that question. He just, like, nailed it. Um, yeah. What you don't see in the scene is after when Worf puts in the husband stitch for miles. <laughs> gross uh the captain gets a plaque troy is cocky and the cute little girl thinks she's in charge now the end the end oh it's something that doctors often did without permission where they would like sew up the ripped open vagina a little bit tighter so oh yeah okay nice, that's what i thought it was super painful was like, that's yeah. hilarious that's so yeah. nice that uh that that is a thing that that's probably still a thing oh yeah probably what an episode and oh. what a ride hearing that synopsis <laughs> yeah sorry i jumped all over the place on it i was oh, a little a little rusty no, it's all good um <laughs> tell me what your thoughts are I, I wrote two. I wrote two thoughts. Did you? This, epi- this episode was good but it stressed me out because everyone was having a tough time wall like, but it did stress me out because, like, everyone was having a bad time. Yeah, it was a rough go. But it was it was such a good good episode, though. Like, and also, um, 
I don't know if it's in the trivia or not, but the blonde kid was the kid that swore on Seinfeld. The blonde kid in the elevator. Oh, yes. Shoot. Anyway, it's like, oh, he's a funny fucker, isn't he? Or something. I can't remember. Oh, my God. John was like, who is that? Um, And and may I say, Worf really missed his calling as a doula slash uh, midwife. (laughs) Just saying, wow, what a guy. Like. Oh, at the same time, like I, yeah, that was such a great scene. But you know, having Worf deliver a baby would be it, it, no nonsense, no hand holding, not necessary. Yeah. It is now time to start pushing. <laughs> like, it's know. not going to be textbook, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, just, just so, FYI. Uh, yeah, was, was, where was Chief? Oh, oh, yeah, he was on the bridge. Yes. Not helping either side. He was very much like, I'm going to stay out of this and let the two women bark at each other. <laughs> he was very totally. much like, uh, I'm scared like, of a row, but I also have to honor the fact that Troy's in charge and I'm just going to. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was it was very like Roe and Troy are, are duking it out and he was just there. He was just kind of there watching, hoping maybe it turned into and like a makeout there. session. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys gonna kiss and make up now? Um gross. Come on, Miles. Behave yourself. Right? Your wife is in labor. What did you think? I fucking love this episode. It's one of my right. favorites. It has everything. It's got kids, birth, broken legs, plasma fires, Roe and O'Brien. I love it's it. True. Um, I like that Troy was put in the hot seat and held her own at the end of the day. That's not going to be an easy thing to do because clearly as we've watched the show for however many seasons, it's the first four seasons. She's a counselor. Sure. She sits on the bridge. We know she's probably undergone some time of training at some point. Like That's a hot seat. She was in it. Yeah. I thought that made for a good part of the episode. Um, Data sacrificing himself once again. I mean, is that oh, all this guy does? Classic. It's, um, it is. Everyone was out of their comfort zones. And I thought that that's what made it really, really good. I think it was, Troy was obviously out of her comfort zone. Worf was clearly out of his comfort zone. Captain Picard and the kids out of his comfort zone. I think Data and Riker pretty much did what they do. Um, Yeah. Doctor and Jordy being paired up. We don't see them together very often. Um, They, they moved around some big tubs of stuff and, and didn't die. Good job. Like, yeah, good job. Great job. Yeah. I thought Slimer was going to come out of the the plasma because it was the same kind of. I was like, oh, crossover! That would have been amazing. Totally crossover, <laughs> just skeletons. <laughs> like at that point, like the <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh I love it. I didn't have my camera on for much of it because I was reading my my synopses and I didn't realize you were like lying on your stomach on your bed and yeah. I was moving. I thought you had like a parrot or something on your shoulder for a second. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What's <gasps> what happening? Oh yeah, just my foot. Now I have to lay backwards, lay backwards. I just have to opposite, <laughs> opposite the things. Um, opposite. I just, added, I just added another piece of trivia. Ooh. Just so you know. Cool. All right. Let's do some trivia. Oops. Okay. Um, wanna, start us off. Wanna, yeah. Oh, sure. For the scene in which LaForge and Crusher evacuate the air from the cargo bay, miniature barrels were constructed and attached with pins to a vertical miniature floor. The pins were then removed, with the barrels falling against a blue screen. Whoa. (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) By shooting at a high frame rate, the desired effect was achieved. That's, um... So what? <laughs> like I don't want to be an asshole, but like this is just like 
That's not helpful. It's a lot of or interesting. Yeah. What, did the person who made these miniature barrels put this on here because they didn't get the kudos that they wanted? Uh, that just seems like a lot of work for a very simple scene. I agree with that as well. And what's a blue screen? Do they mean green screen? Probably. Probably. Same, same. same. Yeah, just different color. Anyway, I'm going to go on to IMDb and I'm going to just downvote that just for my own. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? I'm doing it right now while you do the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a humorous reference to disaster in a session, 1996. Worf becomes alarmed at hearing that Keiko is pregnant again and hastily plans a vacation to Earth for when she is due so he does not have to assist with the birth again. That must have been in Deep Space Nine. But oh, it must now have been, yeah. this is going to get me a lot of hate, even though we're not on social media anymore. So fuck you. No, um, I, I've only seen like Deep Space Nine through once. I've seen like tons of the early seasons like repeatedly, but like the later seasons I've only seen one time through. Um, and I would like to watch that series again because it's really good. But I, I know that they had another kid, but Nana Visitor's character Kira was a surrogate for the baby. She gave birth to Keiko and O'Brien's second kid. So maybe Keiko got pregnant and lost the baby. And that was the storyline I'm forgetting. But I just remember Kira was knocked up because there was like an awkward moment between her and Miles where it was, I don't know. I got to watch that again. It was good. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Love me some Miles O'Brien. That's why I got to watch Space Nine again. It's because I fucking love Miles O'Brien and I do love Worf. I love Worf too. And, and I love like Quark. Like, I, yeah. I, I kind of freak myself out sometimes when I realize how much I really like Quark. Aww. Kind of cute. Is it the years? Little rascal. Yeah, totally. It's the personality. Yeah. In trying to understand O'Brien's description of a quantum filament, Troy unsuccessfully compares it to a cosmic string. What an idiot! Which the Enterprise <laughs> encountered in The Lost, Lost, 1990. What a stupid idiot! Uh oh, Jack's trying to cry. Oh, oh here we go. In the last seconds of this episode, Picard enters his room. The door starts closing before he's fully inside. <laughs> that like is my type of physical comedy. Like I just love that kind of stuff. I know. <laughs> Doctor, this is a long one. Doctor Crusher tells Jordy not to exhale when they depressurize the cargo bay. This is bad advice. The pressure differential between the lungs and the vacuum can burst. The internal vessels and membranes of the lungs, as the air inside them expands. Submariners trained to do this for similar reasons. When escaping from a sinking, then there's nothing. Stupid. As they rise to the surface inside their evacuation suits, they're trained to exhale forcefully to equalize the pressure in their lungs as the external water pressure drops using a ho-ho-ho type sound. That's to avoid getting the bends, right? Yeah, but like... They were going to have that pressure vacuum thingy was only open for like two seconds or whatever. It wasn't even enough time for them to get cold or icy. They mm -hmm. just didn't, they didn't need to do anything special, but I did learn that it's not, I don't, don't exhale because pressure differential, it doesn't matter. You know what? I'm not a medical doctor and what they did was dangerous anyway, but also this is a very long convoluted, I went to IMDb to downvote the other one. 53 people had upvoted. No one had downvoted. And I tried to downvote, but it wanted me to make an account, and I won't. 
I understand. <laughs> you that don't want to make an account. It's just, oh, the dog. <laughs> show me, show me. Jack. <laughs> Look at him. He's such an idiot. He's just sitting there like king of the castle. I know. Hi. You want to go outside? How about I get you a sweet potato treat that you can chew on for a minute? Give me one second. I'll be right back. What are you going to get for Jack, though? <laughs> Haley with a zinger. Nice. I got some sweet potatoes. Good work. Thanks. Um, when Beverly and Jordy are trapped in the cargo bay, Beverly says, Jordy, this wall is hot. Jordy acts surprised and asks, where? It has already been established that his visor can easily see a broad range of EM spectrum, including infrared. Surely you would have seen the wall was hot before Beverly even touched it. Right? Am I right? And that don't call me Leslie. Surely. <laughs> Leslie. Don't call me. Bonus. Bonus. Do you want to yes. read it? Please. You read it. I don't see it because it hadn't saved or something. This marks the 40th episode of TNG featuring the storyline, Dr. Crusher is directing a play. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's my own That's my own commentary. Yeah. Like, I guess, you know what? I shouldn't be so hard on her. Obviously, it's a hobby and there's like limited things to do when you're in space, True. even though you have a holodeck, whatever. Oh, my God. Oh my um, okay. So I have this subsection that says, shit girls say, don't read it, Haley. Yeah, so I was like playing on my laptop and like doing my records management of my own personal stuff because I had so much old crap. And I came across this like list that I had done for like ages ago to do on the podcast. And it was of that mindset of like shit girl sage. Remember that? Those funny videos? Yes, where, like, I already have tears because I'm, I'm not afraid, but I'm excited. Okay, so for those doing? of you who don't know what shit girls say, it was like this like little internet sensation of videos that the guy made. He dressed up as a woman and he'd be like walking past like dogs and be like, that poor dog needs water or just like all yeah. these things that girls say. And I kind of found that really funny. And I find like you see other tropes of it online where it's like shit white people say or shit yeah. black people say or whatever it is. Or shit Canadians say or just a way of shit my dad says yeah exactly and turned into a show with william shatner absolutely yeah okay yeah so i wrote different examples for everybody about the kind of person that they are and so i'm going to start with dr pulaski hardly newer she seems like the kind of person who would use the word beaver instead of vagina would loudly unwrap candy during a funeral and loves to say knock knock instead of actually knocking on a door. <laughs> oh, true. Jordy. Jordy is the kind of person who overthinks how to hold a girl's hand on a first date. The kind of person who says, guess it's free then if something doesn't scan at a store. And loves to say, now let's do a silly one when doing a group photo. Oh. Dr. Crusher never finishes dinner. She says she's going to save the rest for later. Loves to say when we came at the well, we came at the right time when a lineup gets too long behind them. Oh. And always says, these are dangerous after trying a new snack. Troy loves to talk about getting her steps in, oh. will not eat corn off of the cob, and loves saying, get these chips away from me after having a few chips. <laughs> Worf loves to say, uh, while well, someone's having a party when they pass by a house with lots of cars in the driveway. 
always tries to peel a mandarin orange in one go <laughs> doesn't like his food to touch on the plate <laughs> yeah i can see that yeah picard is the kind of person who angrily says i'm not sleeping i'm just resting my eyes <laughs> loves to say uh-oh when someone gets pulled over oh. and always says automobile instead of car Riker, this is the last one. Riker, one, thinks Tommy Bahama is fancy clothing. <laughs> Two, is the kind of guy who says, what's the damage when a bill arrives? And said, and three, always says, it's not the heat that gets you, it's the humidity. <laughs> Helpful. <laughs> and that was it. That was great. I wrote that like three years ago. <laughs> I just saw oh it my God, like, you're I so just- talented. Oh, well, thank you. This I thought this is going to be a collection of the weird shit that we've said. Oof. Which well, is like, it's time. called Rewind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just listen to old episodes of shit that we've said. Jesus. Yikes. Good ones. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's good. Anything else you want to say about oh. disaster? I don't think so. It was a good episode. We had all our favorites. The only way it could have been improved is if we had a little Barclay action in there, a little Wesley action. Well, I think that's not a bad thing to say. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think it's a good way to end our first 39 <laughs> episodes of Rewind that have been a focus of TNG. Because it says 49. 49. That was our first 49 episodes. We're going into our 50th episode on our next one. The dog is loving it. Oh, he just. I don't think he likes your arms like that. Is it because your arms are like that? I should have given you a bigger piece of sweet potato. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Okay, let's get the door open and get him outside. We're almost done, bud. Come on. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Go get Frank. (laughs) Okay, so um, that's 49 episodes of Rewind. Our next episode is our 50th, and we're starting off with episode one, season three, Picard. We're going to do the whole season. I feel like I need a little more Todd Stashrick in my life. Yes. And also, you know what I realized is we got what we were, and maybe I've already realized this, and I'm just saying it again, but basically Picard, especially season three, is that extra season of TNG that we all needed. Yes. And we got it. And I'm going to rewatch it with that in mind and just like be super duper pumped and not negative at all. Even though oh, my yeah. back hurts a little bit. 2024 and- rewind is going to be the positive, sickeningly sweet dose of audible podcasting material. You didn't know you needed in your life. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell everybody. I'll read what you wrote here. We are taking the holidays off and returning to you all in 2024 with something special. For our 50th episode, we will be launching into a full rewatch of Picard season three. Picard. And going through each episode. Thank you for all of your support over the first 49 episodes. 649. I had to say it. It's like an intrusive thought. (laughs) It's a lottery (laughs) in Canada. Thank you to Five Year Mission for the great tunes and our sponsors fan sets. And Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank if, you. If she, like, serious shout out to you because however many times I've said it, not enough, this wouldn't happen if, this podcast wouldn't happen if you weren't holding the reins and editing and doing all the work and finding cool pictures and doing little captions for the podcast on when we upload and 
all that stuff. So thank you because I would not do that unless <laughs> you didn't do it and you really wanted to still do this and then I would do it. <laughs> I'm happy to do it. It's my pleasure. Thanks for sticking around all this time. I'm excited to dive into Picard. I think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. Like how can it not be? And I'm curious to see kind of what approach we'll take because there's a lot of ways that we could shake this out and like have it be really fun. I think um, yeah. I think we should spend a little time coming up with maybe a new like system of how we yeah and then do you want to like have a little meeting about it oh my god let's do lunch business girls lunch (gasps) perfect white wine spritzer last (laughs) oh yum that's with sprouts that's the s Mm -hmm. so good Okay, well, let's plan on it. That sounds good. We should have a business meeting, and then we can just write it off for taxes, I understand. Absolutely. Okay. Perfect plan. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it. That's all. I don't think there's anything else to say. That's our closeout. Um, Thanks for listening. To infinity. And until next time. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Now we say woot. Look at that.